Okay, so you said deer pee, and I now did. I need to know. Yeah, so <laughs> as as we all know, <laughs> I work uh, at an outdoors store, which will, shall uh-huh. remain nameless. And I was at work the other night, and one of my, like, my favorite manager was working, right? And okay. one, one of my, like, I really like them for, uh, like, a team lead. So over the radio, okay. all of a sudden I hear... If anybody sees those kids do that again, let me know. And I was like, what the fuck? Okay. So I'm trying to figure out what's happening while I'm like doing my job. And apparently there were some kids, like teenagers, who had taken the like automated wheelchair cart, like shopping cart dealio that we have, and like were out in the parking lot pulling donuts with it. <laughs> so that was a thing. And what? they saw that, and they were like, "What? <gasps> what? What are you doing?" So the Fuck kids, them kids, oh my <laughs> right, god, right? So the teenager saw my manager like walking out the doors, and so they cleaned their shit up, and then uh, drove the thing inside, and started like driving around in the store, and then um, I hear like a loud sound coming from like the the back of the store, and I was like, "Okay, that's a that's a little sketchy. I don't know what happened there." Um, and then my manager's like, he goes over the radio and she's like, all right, I'm getting rid of those kids. I'm done. And it'd been like 20, 30 minutes. I'm like, what are they doing, man? Yeah, like the like the fact that they were doing donuts with that shit, that should have just been uh-huh. the end of the line right there. Yep, exactly. So they, they, they bring the cart up front and there's two of them sitting on the automatic cart on the, the thing, which of course is meant for one person. Um, and neither, neither of them had any handicaps that we could see anyway. Um, so they get off and they leave and my manager's like, look, don't ever come back. Don't just, just get out. No. So then one of the team leads comes up front and he's like, man, I don't know what's going on back there. And then somebody goes over the radio, another team lead and was like, Hey, so apparently those kids busted a can of dough urine. Oh, that shit stinks. Yep. And the team lead that was up front goes, oh my God, that's why it smelled like pee. (laughs) (laughs) He's not real bright. So so they spent 45 minutes looking for this busted can of deer urine because the kids had like thrown it under a shelf. Oh my fucking, that stuff Uh stinks. Real loud. It just busted it because they're little <sighs> glass bottles. So they busted a little glass bottle, like sprinkled it all over everything, like including mm. the cart. Like my manager had to clean the cart because it had deer pee all over it. How um, do you even clean that? How do you? <sighs> Here we are. So that was that was a fun and interesting story because she walked up to the service desk afterward and I was like, oh, God. Oh. And she was like, yeah. Yep. I'm going to smell like yep. pee the rest of the night. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, man, <laughs> who? So that, that's that was gross. That's gross. That's absolutely disgusting. Because like my dad, my dad would hunt, and then mm. he was like, "Oh, but he used dough pee," mm-hmm. and then it's it's then he, loud for a smell. And then he stopped, and then he stopped using the dough pee because mm-hmm. it's awful. Yep, it's uh, it's a good way to sneak up on a buck, but man, at what cost? Ugh. So that was fun. Gross. The whole store that- smelled that way for a solid twelve hours. Because it smelled the same way when we came back the next morning. <laughs> so that was cool. And you can't, you can't air, you can't air those places out. No, nope. 
So okay. that was that was fun. Um, word word to the wise: don't do that. Just don't. just don't just don't, don't. do that. Okay. So, wait. So was that was that full story? Yeah, that was that was a full story, beginning to end. Uh, okay. Poor poor people covered in dough urine. Okay. Can I can I tell you a funny story? Real yes, quick? please. Okay. Cool. 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 Because like we haven't reached like our ten minute mark yet. So fair. So um. So you know you know me uh huh I do and you know and you know how I'm shaped right yes I tend I have a little I have uh, a little bit larger hips yeah right than yeah yeah so okay okay so s- sometimes those get me in trouble and and and, but, and when I say in trouble I but, mean like gets me stuck oh I was, but they don't lie how could they get you but in they, trouble because <laughs> <laughs> they don't lie it gets me in fucking trouble <laughs> so. Whenever uh, I graduated with my master's degree and I had a mo- I moved back in with my dad because mm. I was like, I'm going to get the job with Intel. Like, not a big deal. Mm. Like, I'm just going to hang out for a couple months and then I'm going to go. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I want my couch in Ben's room, which yeah. is like the first bedroom down the hallway, the creepy, the creepy hallway, right? Yeah. So when I was like, okay, we can put it in there. No big deal. So we, you know, get it into the hallway and we try to get into his, into Ben's room and it won't go. Like, oh, it's no. It's too too long to navigate oh i didn't like, think about that yeah y- yeah like it didn't fit okay and my dad's like we're, we're getting this fucking couch in there i was like i believe you all right and he's like he's like would you be mad though if i saw it in half and i was like yes, yes. <laughs> it won't yes. function as a couch <sighs> so we tried to you know we were like all right we can we can work in 3d the mm-hmm. couch can go up on the ceiling just don't hit the titty light right yeah so uh, he so we we start moving it up and he starts picking it up. So we ended up figuring out that we can like J hook it into the room. Okay, yeah. And we we ended up like scratching up the wall a little bit, but we we got it into like the bathroom, which mm-hmm. is right across the hall from our brother's room, and then we were able to just swing it in. However, someone needed to get into the room oh, no. on the other side of the bed, yeah, or on, on the other side of the couch, yeah. However, you couldn't climb up and over the couch. There was only one small opening in between the couch and the door frame. Uh-huh. So my dad's like, I got it, I got it, I got it. So I come running around the corner and he's like, but you got to get on the other side. So I'm like, I, how the fuck? And he's like, there's a hole right here. I was like, I got it. So I immediately hit the floor. I start army crawling through. My fucking hips get stuck. No. And I, uh, and I just went, uh, like I stopped. Oh, and no. I, as soon as I got stuck and realized what had happened, I knew my dad. And I immediately was like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. And he just starts <laughs> laughing. He's like, you got stuck. Ha, ha, ha. Rude. I ended up, I ended up having to like flip my whole body sideways yeah. just to get my hips to squeeze through the hole. Well, at least and you figured was, it out. Yeah. So I was like, don't make fun of me. I didn't ask for this <laughs> so sad. at all. Well, I'd do what it be, right? It yep. is what it is. So. My, um, I wrote, I wrote in my notes, uh, tell the story of how my ass got me stuck between the couch and the door frame. Well, I mean, to be and fair, that's a, that's a, I imagine that's a very small space having seen the couch and also the door frame. So most people <laughs> would get stuck. It's not just you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's fair, yeah. but I mean, it was just, it was just funny that I, it's just, it's like every time, like <laughs> when I, when I was a kid, like, you know how the desks were like aligned yeah. in the rows? Yeah. I could never walk straight down the aisle without, like, just knocking all the fucking desks aside. Yeah, no, same, though. Like, I think anybody, really, unless you're, like, a size double zero, that would happen. So. There, I, I was the only, could, could you, okay, remember the desks where the chair was actually, like, like, uh, welded to the desk? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Were you ever able to pull your legs up and sit in the desk? No. What the fuck? <laughs> Who can do that? I had, uh, apparently not me, but everybody fucking else could do that and not me. What? Yeah. Like, all throughout middle school, like, all of my girlfriends, my friends who so happen to be girls, could do that. And I was, the, like, pretty much the only one who couldn't do that because my legs and thighs were so thick. What the fuck? No. Yeah. No, no but no. I don't believe. No. Mm-mm. No, you, they're superhuman. You've, like, you've never met any, like, you never in high school or no. middle school saw any other girls do that? No. Like, we would um, put our feet on top of the desk. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, we'd do that. Nobody put put their knees up in the desk. No. Like, not, like, like their feet up against their butt. Yeah. So, like, they were, yeah. No? Nope. Okay. Nope. No, nobody did that. Wild. Not anybody Wild. that I saw. Okay. No. That's weird. I don't, yeah. I don't like it. That must have been a, a, a been a phase thing. But here we are. Yeah. Ew. Okay. Fuck that. Yeah. Well. Well. I, I, I can't decide if those people were just very flexible or they just didn't have any meat on their legs. Both. It was the 90s, so. No. And early 2000s. I was so. about to say early 2000s, definitely. Yeah, early 2000s. Ugh. So, yes, I was, when when I hit puberty, it was full send. Yeah. Uh-huh. Full send with the with the hips not lying. So here we are. So anyways. Yeah, that, yeah. It's how it do. It's how it, it how it, it is, how it do, so. I do what it be. Okay. As it, so you as got dopey, I got stuck in a door. Yeah. Yep. This is great. Yeah, it's it a good time. Yeah. Great time. In in other news, uh, my husband had a hangnail earlier, and he he what? he looked at it, and then he looked at me, and then he like very gently like moved his li- his li- no 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 he like mo- it wasn't like a painful one it was just like oh no I gotta cut my nail so like he reached over with it and like scratched me very gently on the hand and just leans in close and whispers I'm Wolverine. <laughs> I lost it for a solid like five minutes. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> breathe, so that happened. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm Wolverine. Oh my god! I'm Wolverine with my hang nail. Oh it didn't god, hurt. It just kind of startled me. Oh, it was a good I time. I can't stand it. It's a good okay. time. All right. You want to know what's also a good time? What? What's also a good time? <laughs> Scary stories. Spook me. <laughs> Um, flip coin. If I can oh get yeah, off the desk. Yeah, do the Jesus. the flipperoni. What do you want? Uh, booty ass. I can do I booty ass. Get, get clicker off. It's dark in here. I don't know if I can do this. I believe. You will go first. <gasps> at least your glass isn't. Er, blah, blah, blah. At least your desk isn't glass anymore, so it's not going to shatter <laughs> it if it hits. It. Yes, so, I'm very. That's a bonus. For having a wooden ish desk. Wooden ish. It's it's wooden ish. It's ish wooden ish. It's it's. What's it called? Pressure treated? Plywood? Yeah, pressure treated. There we go. Pressure treated plywood. Press board. That too. Whatever it is. All right. So. All right. This, wait, wait, what? wait. Yes, wait, yes, yes. I'm forgetting yes. things. Um, I was about to say, we're supposed to do um, something, aren't we? Yep. Yep. Sorry. I'm almost all. Uh, so if you like what you're doing and you would like to keep supporting us, definitely be sure to check out. Thank you for the jazz hands. You're welcome. Thank, uh, be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. We have two tiers. We have a investigator tier for five dollars you get access to close friends on instagram and a shout out on our our dealio this thing that we do here every week (laughs) you get a shout out on our podcast and if you join the seven dollar tier which is our medium tier you get access to 
bonus episodes and you get a sticker plus the shout and out the, and the close friends and yeah and everything else that's included in the five dollars yay which the episodes are getting pretty fucking cool yeah actually they're ridiculously fun every time we record them i it, it's great i'm having a great time we so, we're invested so hard in yes. each other's stories right now it's great <laughs> very much so so here we are okay all right so zoe Knowlton, tell yeah. me what your topic is for today. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this week, I am covering someplace that we're going to get to a point in the notes and you're going to scream because you're going to know where it is. So this is the Old Alton Bridge in Argyle, Texas. Okay. So the history of the bridge, it was built in 1884. Uh, the Old Alton Bridge is an iron truss bridge that connected the city of Denton and Cooper Canyon uh, by the King Iron Bridge Manufacturing Companies who built it. So since it was built in the 80, 1880s, it was originally designed to like carry horses and carriages and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And later, of course, with the invention of motor vehicles, cars started using it and it goes, it spans uh, a creek called Hickory Creek. How, how long is the bridge? Long? I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't have an answer. You didn't? <laughs> I didn't look it up. I, whoop, here we are. Not how tall, not how high, not how long. <laughs> no, no. It looks, it looks like it's probably a good 50 60 feet like it's not a giant bridge okay okay so like a little like a little bridge yeah a bridge yeah like a little little iron bridge like trusses like it's cute i think it's pretty nice pretty nice as far as bridges go i guess (laughs) (laughs) okay So this bridge takes its name from the community of alton and alton was actually a little little like not a city, not really a town, just like a, a little community that was actually abandoned after its county seat was moved over to the neighboring town of Denton at the end mm-hmm. of the 1850s. So everything got shut down. Uh, they had had a drought, so they had issues getting water. Like, it was a whole thing. Ooh, so okay. they shut everything down, and the only place, like, the only building that's really still standing is the church that was there, and then, of course, the cemetery. So that's fun. Uh, they named it after Alton, Old Alton Bridge. Makes sense. Alton Brown? No, that's Alton. What? That's Alton. No one says Alton. Is it really pronounced Alton Brown? I don't Brown? know. I'm good. I, I pronounce it Alton Brown, but it might be Alton. Well, okay, I don't know. For, the, for the rest of the world, it's probably Alton. Well, I also say white, so yeah, here we it go. is what okay, it is. Right, so. Anyways, moving right along. So this bridge was very heavily traveled and like still used by motor vehicles up until 2001. Vehicle traffic actually moved to an adjacent concrete and steel bridge that kind of smoothed everything out because to get to the old Alton Bridge, you have to like hit a big curve in the road on one side and then a straight shot on the other and then a big curve. So putting in the new bridge, it was just straight across for either one. So it was a much, much easier thing for people to go across. And it wasn't single person. Ah, yeah. Yep, There's there it is. Okay, right. cool. So prior to the building of the new bridge, drivers would have to honk their horns on one side of the bridge to let people on the other side know, hey, I'm about to drive over because it was a single car width. Oh, so my God. That's really fun and gross. And I don't like it because I oh. hate single car bridges so much. I remember I went across a single car bridge mm-hmm. and it had a stoplight. Ooh, see, that's kind of nice. But it was so long. Ooh. Um, you were You were sitting there because the first time I came up to it, I was like, what the fuck is this stoplight telling me to stop for? Like, I didn't even realize that the bridge was single oh, no. lane. So I'm sitting there forever and I'm like, 
why i'm like i was just about to run it and like because you can't see because it's got you like farther yeah. back in trees and shit and then all of a sudden just a line of cars and i was like i'm so fucking glad that i did not just do that oh god seriously <laughs> yeah, seriously. yeah so yeah because yeah so if go ahead go ahead no you go okay so because this bridge this bridge like you can see from one side to the other so like you could tell if mm-hmm. there was another car but i mean still that's that's kind of danger yeah so I'm, I'm assuming back in the 1800s they didn't have stoplights correct at, yeah, yeah. I, I don't cool. think they had independent electricity for that but yeah, here no. we are it's okay so when vehicle traffic was removed or since it has been um, the bridge has become an important link connecting the Elm Fork and Plot Knoll hiking and horse trails. So it's still used for foot traffic and horses, which is kind of cool. And foot foot traffic and hoof traffic. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Cool. So the Old Alton Bridge was included in the National Register of Historic Places on July 8th, 1988, and it became a Texas historical landmark in 2010. Okay, Fancy. Th- that's this is all great mm-hmm. and all. Like this is fabulous. Yeah. You're doing a great job Thanks. telling the history. Mm-hmm. None of this explains. Yeah, why it's haunted. I know. I'm so glad you asked. So here's the legend. I'm going to tell Ugh. you three separate options. Okay. So and and here here is where we get to the fun part in the notes. Locally, this bridge is known as the Goatman's Bridge. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> There it is. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. There it is. Oh, oh, yep. oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, all right. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know it had an official yeah. name that wasn't Goatman's Bridge. Yep. Yep. We're going, we're going a little hard this week. So it's oh, fine. Oh, fuck. It's fine. Okay. Because I was right. like, I saw, I didn't see your topic right yeah. up until like we started. I was like, why the fuck did she pick a bridge <laughs> to, to compliment the Bullskin house? Like, what the fuck? No, no, like... Okay. Connection there. That was beautiful. Nope. All right. Nope. That was great. That that caught me off guard. I'm a little nervous I'm, now. I'm like so I was glad. Kind of cocky. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I tried. All right. So option one for why this place is so spookalicious is this one's really sad. So trigger warning for a fuck ton of racism, everybody. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lots of racism and some murder. So there was um, a man named Oscar Washburn. He and his family tended a little farmstead, and he was a goat herder near the bridge. And he was really well known for, like, the family was well known for selling quality meat, milk, cheese, and even goat hides. So he was affectionately called the goat man and literally was the dude that you would go to for all of your goat-related needs. Like, really nice, really cool dude, right? And this was in the, the 1930s. So due to the success of his business and him like building up a business, being able to support his family with what he was doing with his goats, he proudly hung a sign on the old Alton Bridge that said this way to the goat man. This pissed off the local KKK chapter real good. Oh, yep. There we go. In particular, because Oscar was black. So on a late evening in 1936, they drove across the bridge with their lights off on their car, uh, get across, and stormed his house, dragging him from the house, uh, kicking and screaming, where they had already tied a noose. Um, and, of course, Oscar begged for his life. Um, but they tightened the noose around his neck and threw him over the side. Ah. Uh. Ooh. They made their way from the bridge down to the side of the water where they could clearly see where everything was because they wanted to, being douchebags, admire their work. 
They get over there and the noose is completely empty. What? No body. And the water has not been disturbed. The water is just as flat and easy as it had been the whole evening. Whoa. Yeah. So they freak the fuck out because where is this guy? We literally just threw him off this bridge. We didn't hear anything hit the water. So it's not like he fell out. What happened? So nobody ever saw him again. Oscar was just gone. Sadly, the Klansmen returned to the Washburn home and actually set it on fire with the family inside. Ah, that they were hoping that they could draw Oscar out doing that. He didn't show up. Nobody ever saw him again. Nobody knows what happened. That's option one. Mm-hmm. Option two is another pretty sad story for racism and the like. This one is set all the way back in the 1960s, so pre the bridge even being built. So some Cooper Canyon cowboys actually found and lynched a Creole slave goat herder named Jack Kendall from a tall creekside tree near where the bridge stands. So Mm -hmm. they, you know, uh, um, a tree leaning over the water, they tied a noose to it and here we go. So he's hanging over the water. Uh Uh-huh. They fucked it up, which is no real surprise because when you're that (laughs) fucking stupid, uh, here we are. Um, this is really graphic and I'm really sorry. Um, they actually separated his head from his body. No. So his body fell into the water and the head stayed on the noose. They watched from the side of the river as the headless body raised itself up out of the mud, ripped the head off of a nearby goat and placed it on the body. What the fuck? It's option two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah option what three the shit. yeah this place okay. is wild option three is some people doing some satanic bullshit you know we're doing some things and they opened up a portal and demons come through and that's where the goat man comes from so there's our three goat man options because when i say goat man i quite literally mean the body of a man the head of a goat all these options just progressively went from zero to a thousand uh-huh. quicker each time. Yep. They're bad. They're real bad. I don't like mm. any of these options. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It just gets worse. So ever since whatever happened, whatever version of the story you think is true, a vengeful goat man will appear accompanied by the smell of rotting flesh. That sounds delicious. Yeah, that's always great. Sometimes you'll smell the flesh and then he shows up. Sometimes he'll show up and it'll just waft over. It just depends. Mm-hmm. To each their own or something. So there's a lot of reports of people who are walking to the bridge. They'll like look off into the like because it's surrounded by a forest, like trees everywhere on either side. So sometimes people will walk up to the bridge, look around and see these red gleaming eyes, like very high up off the ground, not like three or four feet we're talking like five six feet like giant ass man height jesus so that's gross i don't like that other people will hear stomping or growling out of the woods will turn around and then see these red eyes with what looks like a goat head around it stomping snarling going through the woods oh fuck so that's gross i still don't like any of this (laughs) i still like none of this i know it, it just gets worse So back during times when you can actually drive your car onto the bridge, people would drive their car up and like turn it off um, and honk twice and 
you know, in the middle of the night, this would happen. And then your car doors would start to lock and unlock themselves. Uh, you would see the red eyes off in the distance. Uh, some people no. would feel and hear hoofbeats on the bridge as if it was approaching your car. No, no, absolutely not. Mm. We are not doing any of this. That's fun. Uh, some people actually <laughs> would see the apparition of the goat man at the end of the bridge staring at them. I would literally vomit. I'd die. I probably That's, would die. I would simply yeah. pass away. <laughs> I would expire just right there. That's what would happen. <gasps> It'd be awful. Uh, so some people, when they're walking across the bridge with their feetsies, not in their car, uh, they will hear hoofbeats following them across the bridge. So, you know, that like, let me take a step. And then immediately after there's a step when you know it's like just off, you know, it's not your step. But ugh, that's fun. I don't like that one. I think I think I would legitimately have a heart attack if i was walking across and then i heard like hoof beats and there was nothing there no yeah no i don't no, like no. it especially if it's not even it's not even footsteps at that point it's hooves yeah that's hooves. Ooh, that's exciting i don't like it <laughs> so <laughs> this is important to note for later which i'll get into uh some people have been thrown dragged or hit on and around the bridge that'll come up later when visiting some people are taken over with this overwhelming feeling of rage or violence or like they're ready to just like hit everybody they're with and like kill people like real bad that's also jesus important. yeah it's who who boy one paranormal group while investigating this bridge um watched this orange mist come like it was in the middle of the night they like it's a warm evening and they see this mist like in the center of the bridge and it moves across the bridge against the wind uh, no explanation no reason why here we are no ew i don't understand but that was only one one group that i found that had that instance so it's it may not be common i don't know it happened i don't like it the least amount of times that it happens is better <laughs> exactly so throughout the years, police have found multiple abandoned cars around the bridge. And a lot of times the owners of those vehicles haven't been found. So I don't know if it's just that they disappeared in the woods or if they abandoned the car because they didn't want to deal with it. I have no idea why we, you would just leave a car, but here we are. There's junkyards. You can get money for that shit. Right, exactly. I don't get it. So there are also a really high amount of car wrecks on the roads around the bridge that are attributed to the goat man. I'll tell you a story in a little bit. This is making me so <laughs> nauseous. Oh my God. It's bad. It's so bad. Ooh. The goat man isn't, of course, the only spirit in the woods because what kind of spooky place is it if it only has one entity? Mm, I know. What kind of fucking Thunderdome bullshit? Ooh. Ugh. So there have been reports of a woman that wanders the woods crying out for her lost child. Oh. So you hear wailing, you hear crying, you hear screaming, um, and then you hear this voice that's just, my baby, where's my baby? Some people speculate that this is actually a La Llorona spirit. So that's a possibility. That's interesting. Yeah, because it's right around the water. Ooh. Yep. There we are. Yeah. I don't like that. We're going to cover her someday. Another young female spirit wanders the woods. Now, this is a woman that allegedly went missing, because uh, there actually is a woman who went missing in this area. Um, they still haven't found her. They don't know where she is. Oh. Yikes. She 
tries to like find people that are wandering through the woods and like lead them to clues of her death. So she's been known to speak to people, telling them to find her bracelet or any other kind of item that she could have been wearing, clothing, stuff like that, trying to get somebody to help find her. That one makes me really sad. And of course, there is a lot of satanic activity in the woods surrounding the bridge. Oh, I'm absolutely fucking sure there is. Weird. It's gotten so bad that pet stores have stopped selling cats because too many of them were found in a ritualistic manner around the area. No. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of upsets me. That's disgusting. That's not okay. So we're going to get into some personal experiences because those are all of the kind of things that happen around or on the bridge. Now we're going to go into some super specifics. So I linked the website that I took these two from in my notes because it was from one person. I tried to find her name, but it wasn't for some reason it wasn't on the website or maybe I just didn't look hard enough. I don't know. But I linked the website in my notes so she gets all the credit for this. I'm just going to read it. So one night I took a ride out to Goatman's with some friends in my early 20s. Bad idea, (laughs) ma'am. When we pulled up to the bridge, there was a car wreck on the side. The windshield was shattered, and there were these two very large younger men completely freaking out, talking about a guy with a huge goat head that smashed in their windows. We called the cops, and they arrived on the scene to check them both out. They weren't drinking, so they ruled out the question of that, which was my first assumption. The police thought it was someone playing a prank, but I can see that those boys felt completely different. It was often that you would see cars wreck on the bridge. I figured mostly from fear or drinking. That night took the cake, though. Jesus. So there's one. So he likes to fuck up your windshields. That's rude. Just fucking plow head first into a window. (laughs) I mean, that's what those ram horns are for, right? So here's another one from her. Uh, Some years later, I visited with my good friend Denise. It was Halloween night at midnight. We took a ride out there. We walked to the bridge, which for some reason that night I didn't want to be there. Something felt so wrong. Then we proceeded down the tunnel of trees pause on the other side of the bridge there is um like that straight shot i was talking about that is basically like a tunnel of trees because the trees close in on the top so it's just super dark and spooky that's interesting that the trees grew like that weird huh strange (laughs) continuing once in the tunnel and with new technology in hand i turned on the voice recorder a very loud scream and someone telling us to leave We heard it in real time and captured it on the voice recorder. I wish I still had this evidence, but since it's been years, I don't have that to share anymore with you. So that's gross. I'm okay. Thanks. That's gross. No, I'm good. I don't want to hear it. That's cool. uh, I'll take your word for it. Gross. Here's another one where I said, you know, getting thrown. So there were two friends that had gone to the bridge and they were walking on the bridge and the wood surrounding it. When they're on the bridge, they hear a growling voice yell at them get off the bridge. I got goosebumps. So after hearing Mm. this, one of the friends is like, okay, done, and runs off the bridge, which he's smart, right? The smart one. Yes, absolutely. You do what the spooky, you know, disembodied voice says. Absolutely. The other friend didn't listen and got dragged backwards to the edge of the bridge where he got tossed off into the water. (laughs) Good. (laughs) Gross. So, my favorite boys, Shane and Ryan, went there from um, BuzzFeed Unsolved Paranormal. 
I did not know that they went there. Oh, it's so good. I'm going to make you watch it after this. So Shane, of course, starts off very strongly by asking if there's any horny boys around. What an idiot. (laughs) What an idiot. Oh, my God. I love him so much. Uh, So, of course... Here we are. Uh, He follows this up quite literally by yelling, Goat man, I'm dancing on your bridge. It's my bridge now. What are you going to do? If you want me off this bridge, you're going to have to kill me. (laughs) Full full quote. He's he's still alive? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Surprisingly, at that moment, nothing happened. They were fine. Absolutely nothing happened. I don't know how. So later in that investigation, they were walking down the tree tunnel and they caught on camera two different screams and i'm not talking like in the distance i'm talking like right the fuck next to them loud loud but screams did they hear it with their own ears one of them they did the other one they didn't they just caught it on the audio so that's, that's gross crazy that it was that loud uh-huh. but they didn't hear it yep and there was another time that a f- like two minutes later in the video that they hear or they catch on audio a voice yelling fuck really loud so uh they also okay. it's it's crazy because like they're talking and shane does the thing where he like sasses whatever it is and uh-huh. right behind them they hear a twig snap and like audibly hear a twig snap and they turn around and they're like what the fuck was that what, <laughs> what's happening and of course ryan's like it's the goat man he's gonna kill us so that was that was fun they didn't find anything behind them which was also gross since, since you're telling the story and like all of my lights are off, <laughs> yep, get spooked, nerd. I need to I need to turn my lights on. <laughs> okay, do you do you like, want, do you want like, me to hold up? Like I need to okay. turn my lights on. Hang, hang on. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Take a minute. <laughs> get spooked, nerd. I told you. Told you it's gonna be spooky, but no, you didn't believe me. You were like, mm, no, it's gonna be. It's not gonna be that bad. It's fine. It's that bad. It's pretty spookalicious, if you ask me. Spookalicious definition. Make the ghouls go crazy? Is that a thing? It should be a thing. Oh, look at Mr. Kitty Cat. Hi. <laughs> all the lights, all the lights in the house. Ah, all of them. <laughs> what did you say? Uh, I said that uh, you had to turn all the lights on in your house because you were really scared. I literally turned on <laughs> Almost the all hallway of light, the dining light. In the kitchen light oh, that's and great. my bedroom lights that's great. on. This I just is beautiful. The bathroom on. Okay, good. Uh, we're not even to the really bad parts yet. This is awesome. What? <laughs> what? We're right. not going. We're not going. No, we're here going at all. We're gonna go. It's a hundred percent. Cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, fight with a goat man. It's gonna happen. You're on your own. Like, like I am not. Like, listen, listen, listen. Look at eyes, eyes. I'm looking. I love yeah, and yeah. respect uh-huh. and respect you. Mm-hmm. But if you taunt a demon. Your ass is on your own, and I can run I faster mean, than you. That's fine. I can trip you, too. It's fine. No. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to play like that. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Yeah. No, that's fair. Okay. All right. So after they caught the voice yelling fuck and hearing the twig snap, they decide what a good idea it would be to go back to the bridge, uh, set up some candles, put down a salt circle, and pull out a Ouija board. <laughs> no! What in the f- why why does why because they're dumb so they sit down with this how 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 did other broski agree to this i don't know because the salt circle he put the salt circle down around it because he was like nothing can get in the salt circle yeah i don't fucking think so so that's fun the goat man can and he gonna goat man i'm on your bridge (laughs) 
So, so of course, they sit down with the Ouija board and uh, they spell out their names on the Ouija board and uh, nothing happens. So Ryan's like, maybe it's the salt. Maybe my salt circle was too good. So they <sighs> break the salt circle and then they're like, all right, demons, it's your boy. What are you going to do? And nothing happens, which is really disappointing. But here we are. They did close out the board, though. They remembered to do goodbye. Ah, so Good, good, good for them. Good okay, for them. Good, 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 good. So nothing happened. I still think they're nuts, though. But here we are. And my last and final thing that I'm going to say is the uh, Ghost Adventures episode when they went to Goatman's Bridge. Yes. This yes. was uh, Nick Groff's final episode with the Ghost Adventures team. Um, I fully believe it's because of what happened at the bridge. So they get there. Everything is cool. Uh, Zach has already started seeing like big spooky eyeballs like in the woods. And there's a couple of times that they catch the big spooky eyeballs on camera. Um, yes, they did. Which is yes, they did. Awful. So gross. Um so that happens a couple times. They hear some stuff, see some stuff, and for some fucking reason, uh, one of them decides it's a good idea to hold some sort of, like, ritual underneath the bridge. I don't remember the specifics, but what in the fuck? Um, after that, like, like when I say, like, some sort of ritual, I mean that quite literally they're doing this thing, and then out of nowhere, like, a fire starts, like, something is able to start a fire. Wasn't them. What? Yeah, something just, like, a fire happened. So that, that's pretty fucked up, and I don't think that's okay. Then, toward the end of it, Zach actually ends up getting partially possessed. Um, like, he is attacked and then partially possessed, like, to the point where he looks like he is not breathing. Or he's having a panic attack, like, something very bad is happening. Um, and he rushes at one of the other team members and... That was Zach's final, or uh, that was Nick's final episode. So it, if you get a chance, go watch it. I don't want to spoil all of it because I don't want to get sued. But ten out of ten wasn't, episode. Wasn't uh, wasn't there also another camera woman who also quit? <gasps> yeah, on that episode? you're right. So there was a there was a woman that the first day they were there it was daylight outside. Everything was good. Nobody was freaking out. They were interviewing some people who had had that like rage thing happen to them. And one of the girls gets so like she's worked with the team for like eight years, I think. And she gets so like she puts her camera down and like walks off into the woods and starts talking like she's talking to somebody. So Zach's like, what the fuck is happening? Like gets a camera and follows her because that's what you do when you work in TV and ends up like, what are you OK? What's happening? And she's like, I'm just so fucking mad. Like I could kill y'all. And like out of nowhere. And that was a that was apparently also super out of character for her. Yeah, like super quiet, super sweet lady. And then all of a sudden she's like, I'm going to stab all of you in your eyeballs. So that's that's pretty. Uh, I, I did not like that. I did not like that. Um, yeah, that whole episode was a shit show. It was. Oh, man. It's a really good episode. It's real scary. I think it's the final episode in season seven. I want to say it's who is bad. Oof, scary. Oof, yeah, scary. Yeah. But that is uh, the ghost man. The goat man's bridge. Please feel free to, if anybody has ever been to Goatman's Bridge, tell me all about it, because I want to go. If anybody so. goes there and lives to tell the tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Yeah. I did see some very artistic graffiti um, that... <laughs> <laughs> oh, not this again. <laughs> now, go ahead. Explain oh, it for the, for the listeners. Okay. Go ahead. There's some very artistic graffiti of, like, you know, naked ladies, because that's what everybody does. Um 
And on one specific little portion of the bridge is uh, Goatman Hearts Pepperoni Nipples, which I thought was pretty good. Uh, that was uh, inventive, uh, and uh, I appreciated uh, it. Because at first I saw pepperoni, and my brain was like, oh, pandemic, what? And then it wasn't the pandemic, it was nipples. No, nope. so nope, here we are. <laughs> it was good times. Oh, my, thank you for including that. You're welcome. I almost okay. forgot. Yeah, I'm <laughs> darn. <laughs> Uh, it was good times. Okay. So okay, let's go, Man's Bridge. We're not absolutely not. I mean, I'm no. gonna go to Goat Man's Bridge. You don't have to go. That's fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna like just stand off and be like, "How's it going over there?" I'll just walkie talkie you from the hotel. Actually, that's what we're. I gonna mean, do. those are gonna be some pretty expensive uh, walkie talkies. Yeah, there's like far, twenty mile far. ones with like massive antennas, and I'll like oh, get on the roof. Okay. It's, yeah, it's no big. Yeah, it's no big deal. It'll be fine. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be. It's gonna be cool. So, anyways, I'm on your bridge, um, goat man. You're gonna have to kill me to get me off. Makes me laugh. What a psycho! <laughs> Absolute psycho. Okay. <sighs> okay. Um. I'm Abby. And I'm Ellie. And we're the Queers for Fears podcast. We're here, we're queer, and we've been best friends for over 25 years. We cover a wide range of topics, from true crime to horror films to urban legends and beyond. We take our research seriously, but each other, not so much. If you're creepy, if you're queer, if you just need more LGBTQ podcasts in your ears, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon, Queers for Fears podcast, or on Twitter, at Queers Fears pod. Patreon patrons get up to three bonus episodes per month, on top of our usual episodes, uploaded every two Tuesday and available wherever you get your podcasts. Yep. Okay. So now we're at yeah. mid roll yeah. of, of the episode, and this is the part of our podcast where we would give shout outs. We're just gonna move. Beautiful. Just, we're All gonna, right. We're just gonna move along. Let's go. Because um, I'm still fucking freaked out. Uh, where we give shout outs to our Patreon members, our newest Patreon members, but we don't have any this week, and that is absolutely okay. We keep we keep getting them in pairs. It's yeah, really weird. which is kind of sweet. Which is super. It's like, oh, well, here comes one. Maybe we'll get another one, and then we do, and it's super cute. I love it. So. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a review. And if you're on Spotify, please be sure to smash that follow button. And anywhere else you are listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Yeah, because if you like what we do, rate and review. Please. And, and then the second part of that? Uh, be nice. Be gentle with my feelings. No, no. <laughs> be gentle with my feelings. Like what we do. Go enjoy Just something move. else. And that's go okay. Touch some, go outside and touch some grass. Um, oh, that sounds nice. It's... It's a TikTok thing. I don't know. So anyways, it's what the kids say these days. I don't think that's right. I don't know. What? I'm not a kid, so I can't tell you. But is that you what the kids You don't read like say? the comments and TikToks where they're just no. like, I'm going to go outside and touch some grass. Nope. It's like, okay. Nope. Okay. We'll, we'll like um, urban dictionary that in a little bit. Sounds good. Okay. So I, Katie Groves. Yeah. Asked that on the last episode, me. Yes. Yours truly. Yeah. Uh, so that I was going to cover the bullskin house. Ooh. It sounds like is bullskin like two yeah, words? I want to call it Bullskin House, but it's Bolleskin House. Huh? Bolleskin House. Okay. Bolleskin House. Yeah. Okay. Don't make don't make me keep saying it over and over and over again because it's going to turn into something that's not a word. Okay, fair like enough. Hanging. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, it's fine. so so there is actually now, which I'll tell at the end again. There's an order or the, 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 the there's an organization if I can speak that now owns the house and has a website called the bulliskinhouse.org oh, and you can go there yeah and see uh 
the history of it. So I did, I did get like a little bit of a framework uh, of the history of the house, mm-hmm. and it's still really ambiguous of like what how this house started. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like here it is. Okay, it just popped up in history. Um, it also has like a couple different how it started into history kind of things. So we can just talk about all that. So um, this is also going to be a non traditional way to tell a story. The house being famous and the history of the house has Ooh. to do with haunted stuff so i'm just gonna shuck and blast just talk about it the whole way through there's nice. no there are haunted stories but it just falls in line with the history of the story of the house as well that makes sense that makes sense yeah okay spook me okay so i guess in history this is from the bulliskin house website.org okay it's linked to my notes in the 13th century when the church of rome began their influences started to run into the scottish highlands so this house is in scotland on Loch Ness Beautiful. Lake. Beautiful like place. Over, like <gasps> you can walk to. That means I've seen it with my eyeballs. Oh, I hate you <gasps> so much. Okay. 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 Probably have a picture of it. I might. I might. It's I took a lot like, of pictures of the like, loch. It's not like on the shore, hmm. but it's it's close enough. Okay. I'm going to have to look at a sense. picture in a little bit. Okay. Because like, it's like nestled back in the trees, but the yeah. lake is still right there. Right. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, so according to this website, the building was first established as a church parish, but rumor has it that the house was actually built upon the lands of an old church that caught on fire and burned all the members inside. Okay, so number one, it's starting out super fucked up because this is where he did his like super sexy bullshit, right? Oh, and I, I got you on that one. I read the book myself. Not all the way, but enough. Okay. All right. So this is, this is the house. We'll get there in a second. So um, either it just, this house just kind of popped up in history and then started to be, you know, history started to take account for things and it popped up or it was built on this old church land as a house. I'm not quite sure. It's a little ambiguous. No one really cares about it. They just want to talk about the two other really important things that go along with this house. The first private owner of the house was I think it's pronounced Archibald Campbell Frazier. Archibald? Yeah, Archibald. There we go. Okay. Archibald Frazier. Yeah. Okay. I guess. So uh, his his family was apparently a big to-do. The website goes more into it. I kind of didn't understand something about an uprising. Somebody got their head chopped off. It was like a, it was like a whole thing. Uh, the house, when it became privately owned, it was commissioned to be redesigned as a hunting lodge, Ooh. which finished in 1809. Ooh, fancy. So that's, Yeah. The house remained in the Fraser family until <gasps> your boy, Alistair Crowley, <gasps> bought it in 1899 for 2,000 pounds. Oh, shit. Which was apparently twice the market value. Oh, okay. He, he, he wanted this house so bad, he just was like, here's twice the value, give Yowzers. it to me. Because apparently it was just the perfect setup for this ritual that he was going to do. Okay. Well, that that's really interesting. So... I wonder, I, I know you don't know the answer and I don't remember the answer, like when the Loch Ness Monster was first seen, because I know like there's there's picture in Nessie, but I don't remember like when the history of like the first time she was seen was, because it would just be kind of funny if it so happened that she was seen like prior to this and he was like, I need to pull on that for my demonic thing. Was I just in my brain? That would be fun. Do you Do you trust me? I always trust you. Okay, just hang tight then. Okay, all right, I'll chill. I don't think it's going to, like, end the way you want it to, but just... That's okay. I got you. I got you. I got you. So uh, this is is why the house is now is of importance is because of Aleister Crowley. Mm -hmm. Like, the house has been rated a certain level of 
importance because of specifically Aleister Crowley being there. That's it. Of spookalicious definition? Well, yeah, that. But, like, one of two. One of two reasons why the house is of cultural importance. Okay. So, as we all know, Aleister did all kinds of crazy shit in the house, right? Like, uh, other things happen that we're not just going to get into the nitty-gritty of, and it's just... No, we are going to get into the nitty-gritty. There we go. And... He also did some other unnatural occurrences and stuff that happened here, and it's 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 just a whole shit show. It's a whole thing. Apparently, it's a whole thing. Apparently, to a lot of other people, um, it was also haunted before he showed up. Oh, so it, yeah, so no one's having a good time. Well, so as I described or I explained a little bit in episode thirty-six, Alistair was not was not shy of performing any magical ritual he wanted, especially anything black. Sounds right, yeah. Anything anything black magic related. Yeah, checks I mean, out. Let me clarify that. Yeah. So with that, the worst black magic ritual he tried to perform while in the house was from a book called The Book of Abramelin. Magic something? What? Abramelin? Yeah, Abramelin. Abramelone. Okay. Stop it. <laughs> I can't. So um, I got most of... What this book has to do okay. from the ancientorigins.net website, which I also have linked in my notes. Nice. So this is this is what the book is about, not necessarily the ritual just yet. The book tells the story of an Egyptian mage by the name of Abraham or Abramelin. This is also going to get weird with names. He The guy's name is Abraham, but he adopts the name Abramelin or he's talking about the mage name Abramelin. I don't know. So just, just bear with me. Okay. So, it's two people. Uh, well, you'll understand in just a second. So he is called. Uh, he's a Jew from Worms, Germany. Okay. So he's also called Abraham of Worms in the novel. Okay. 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 So apparently there's a place called Worm, Germany. So the book begins to tell the tale of how Abraham's father passes away, but not before telling him instructions on how to attain the holy Kab- Kabbalah. Which is thoughts and practices in Jewish mysticism. Okay. Okay. I'm following. Kabbalism. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Abraham studies underneath a rabbi that is also in Germany for a few years, but finds faults in the teaching and begins to just travel the world. Okay. 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 He ends up in Egypt, where Abraham meets Abramelin the mage, who was living in a desert town in his humble little home. Oh, okay. Okay. You keep okay. Gi- you keep giving me faces. Are you fo- are you good? I'm trying to follow. I'm very intently paying attention because I'm trying to follow. Okay. okay. So the teachings that Abermelon gave were that of living a well regulated life. Okay. And to not live a luxurious life. So it was just kind of like live humble. You know, be fair. You know, never live out of your means and blah blah blah. Checks out. Abermelon taught Abraham. Kabbalistic magic in exchange that Abraham had to live, and I quote, the way and law of the Lord. Okay. So he he also had to adopt a living not not in luxury and like mm-hmm. that kind of way, right? Yeah, like the same. Yeah, gotcha. So with with that, two manuscripts were handed to Abraham. Okay. And Abraham copied these, which became the meat of the book called the Book of Abermelon the Mage. Okay. Okay. All right, I'm following. Now, this is where the ritual comes in. Okay. The highlight of the manuscripts is that to gain the knowledge and conversation of their own guardian angel and to bind demons in the process to remove negative influences in their life, which completes the ritual. Are you ready for the ritual? Yes. Because this is a a wild, 
ride. All right. Okay. I'm prepared. So obviously the original manuscript was not written in English. It was written in German. Mm. It was, some people say poorly, translated by none other than Samuel Little McGregor Mathers. Oh, that fellow mm. that from last time. Yes, yeah. he is the head of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dong. Oh, he's the golden penis boy. I see. Yes, he's the head. He's the, he's head, the head of the, of the golden penis. No, my fucking God. <laughs> so he wrote it. He wrote it into what we now all today can buy the book oh. and read. Because it's still about, you can still buy it. You can still do the thing. It explains everything on how to do it. I found the book. Mm. Um, it's like, actually, like, you can... Where did I, 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 I posted a link. You can go to sacredtext.com. Mm, yeah. Yes, sacredtext.com, and you can actually look up the book itself, and you can actually read it if you would like oh, to. Oh, and his potentially so, poor uh, um, translation of it. It's also, yeah, that, well, I mean, I don't have the original. Or, I can't yeah, read German, of course. Nor, nor do I have. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how poorly it was written, but also it's written like a hundred years ago mm. so it's yeah. it's also hard to read because it's an old a little, little slightly older english okay fair and like proper pompous english at that as well so it's proper like, english God. oof jesus so it was from his translation that this ritual and cabalistic magic became popular in the 19th and 20th century okay so he kind of revitalized it by rewriting it gotcha the preparations for the ritual alone were to be six months However, the original text said 18 months. <laughs> One must pray daily before sunrise and again after sunset and have a room completely dedicated to this. And Alistair used a room called the oratory in the house. Okay. To, yeah, so, so there's a room in the house called the oratory because that's where he would go to do his do prayers. Whatever, yes, do whatever component that he needed to do to complete the ritual because it's all like... I'm only super summarizing it. There's pages upon uh -huh. pages of what you are supposed to do in these six to 18 months, however long you want to do the ritual. I feel like he just set himself up to fail. Like, he picked the thing that he couldn't do. Oh, oh. So, yeah. All the while, one must practice chastity, r remain sober, and be true and fair through all business dealings, which are all these things that Alistair could not do. No, not at all. So, right. So, remember, he just dropped all this money to buy this house to specifically do this ritual he's so dumb he yeah so he uh oh wow he yeah he, he fucked up so the book talks like i said way more in deep detail about what you should be doing and time of the prep uh, preparations like who should attempt the ritual it gives guidelines oh. on like if you are physically fit to do this what to consider before the ritual or performing the they call it operations mm. in the book uh, when to perform these operations to the ritual, it said, like, you have to obviously do it before sunrise and sunset, and there are things that didn't matter what time of the day you did them. And what needs to be studied and learned during the preparation preparation stage. Okay. So it goes into, like, multi-chapter, god-awful so, English. So uh, many explanations. Yeah. So oh many yes. specifications. Once these conditions have been met, the holy guardian angel will appear to reveal magical secrets to the summoner. Okay. okay. So that's part one. That's part one. There's three parts. That's part one. That's only part one. Yep. Okay. Does the angel have okay. a name by chance? It's you. you no, know, it's your guardian angel. Oh. Yeah. It's your own personal. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I don't think he has one. <laughs> just, just the way his life went. I don't think he has one. Oh, apparently he did. Oh. Well, apparently he thought he had one. So. Oh, that's a demon. 
Yeah. <laughs> we're getting there. We'll get we're getting there okay. actually. So <sighs> So at this point, the Guardian would then help summon the twelve kings and dukes of hell. Okay. So once this happened, this is this was <laughs> this is where things kind of get a little bit weird. Okay. Apparently is it, it was supposed to you you banish these demons to like rid the negativity in your life, but the book also describes you can gain certain powers and abilities by banishing certain spirits. They called it spirits in the book. Mm-hmm. Certain spirits and and gain those powers. So like okay. uh, you kill the Basilblub, you get uh, uh, transformation. Uh, you you kill this other one, you you can get like insight into if somebody's lying. Like roll per, for perception. I don't know. Um, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like you, this. I do like this. this. I you did. Spe- you specifically oh. asked me to get the details of this ritual. I mean, and I did, I, okay? uh, you're damn right I asked you that and I'm regretting it. Like, it's cool. The whole, it spooks me. I don't. Yeah, mm. so this is, this is the second part. So you have to summon 12 kings and dudes and it doesn't list it in most popular places. So I went into the book and I was like, which which ones are they? Tell me, because there's a shit ton of them. Uh-huh. There's actually apparently infinite amount of spirits in hell. Because why not? We'll get there. Let's let's <laughs> just holler at Judas, my man. Like, what? Oh, Jesus. Okay, so okay. the four the four greater uh-huh. princes or kings of hell uh-huh. is Lucifer, yeah. Leviathan, yeah. Satan, or Satan, if uh-huh. you're cultured, and cultured. Belial. Ball. Mm-mm. B E L I A L. Oh, a lot. I assumed Ball would be one. Okay. Um, Bale? 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 Okay. I don't like Belial? it. Yeah. I don't like yeah, it. Anyways. So then the eight lesser ones mm. are Astaroth, mm. Maggot, okay. or Mago, just if French or whatever, um, Asmodee, okay. Basilbud, Orins, uh-huh. Paimon, uh-huh. yeah. Ariton, uh-huh. okay. I believe. Amion. Okay. These are all like really weird names. Yeah. The only one I recognize is Paimon because he's the demon of money. Correct. So I <laughs> didn't, I don't know what I got. any of those. Basil, Basilbub and Ball and like all of them are like listed in there mm. like as different like variations of the name. Mm. The book says that these specific 12 need to be summoned. However, the book lists at least 316 other spirits which one could summon. The book also explains you could summon all of them if you wish, and that there are an infinite amount that you can summon. What? So the fuck? how, however many you want to summon and wrangle in, the, the your 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 guardian angel will pull it in. That that really doesn't sound like a guardian angel if they're like helping you get the demons. I don't. Yes. I um. The book describes how to constrain the spirits. When I say spirits, now I'm talking about the the demons. Have a conversation with the spirits summoned. What not to do while containing these spirits, how to behave with the spirits, and how to send away the spirits. So this is like the big pop daddy of all of the things that we've ever talked about with people doing rituals that like fuck shit up in places. This is this is the big version of all of that yep. other shit. I had to read this, yeah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> I'm, I'm freaking out a little bit. Like this is this is shit that you don't fuck with, man. Like this is no 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 no, no. bit no. This is a this is the no no. I mean, I'm a little bit uncomfortable, but you're definitely more uncomfortable than yeah, I no, am. Yeah, no, I'm super uncomfy. I'm super so uncomfy. We're, we're almost there. We're almost there. Okay. So that's that's no almost the second part. So in the following chapters of the book, it explains what powers and insights can be obtained by whatever spirits 
is summoned and conquered. Okay. So obviously it doesn't give like if there's apparently infinite amount of spirits, it doesn't right. give the detailings of all of them, just the majority of the ones that he listed. Right. Because, I mean, also that means that he would have gone through that many demons and doing the ritual himself. And, I mean, there's only Correct. so many times you can, like, cheat death. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that is part two. Okay. That is, that is part two. Part However, two of three. Three is the most ambiguous and the least talked about. Okay. And the part that I don't quite understand, okay, and is and is like I think one chapter in the book. I don't, okay. I don't get it. So after this, symbols upon squares are supposed to manifest where they are set to be magical goals, okay, or it's supposed to be the powers. The squares have letters on them. When combined with the other squares, make a full word, okay. So and it's in Hebrew mm-hmm. apparently. So like basically. If you this this is the way it was like explained. If you conquer the demon that I don't know gives you the power to breathe underwater, mm. you will get squares that will have each individual letters to have the Hebrew word for water. Uh-huh. And that will grant you the ability to breathe underwater. Well, from what I understand, if we have any Jewish members of our audience, please feel free to correct me. Uh, or just inform a little more on this topic. But from what I understand, names are incredibly important in Hebrew because yes. the same thing like with the Hebrew word for God, they say Yahweh, which is just syllables. It's not actually God's name. It's just the word that they use for God. So it's like once you know the the name of the thing that you can do, like I guess that makes sense to me in my brain that way. Okay. Then that makes more sense, period, for this whole topic. Yeah. Because I didn't understand the importance of like it being a word in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Text. I mean, that's okay. that's just what I understand of it. I could be wrong. Like I said, if we have any Jewish listeners, please help. But That would be cool. So, yeah. But that's that's the last part. Like, you just get these squares and they're supposed to have magical gold mm. powers. Okay. Something to them. And it, yeah. Ew. It wasn't, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think everyone, everyone was tired, I feel like, when they got to chapter three and they were just, yeah. it was like the conclusion. Yeah. So, everyone's like, I can't do the conclusion because I just wrote the intro and the three body paragraphs so here we well, i mean that's totally fair because also like imagine having to like i is it is it like a battle of wills with the demons because if so you'd lose every fucking time like i just yes. i don't how how do i mean don't actually tell me how do because i don't want anybody to listen and then like try but like yeah, don't try why don't try why would you do that I don't know. Like, apparently, like I didn't read those chapters specifically. Okay. I would kind of like read it a little bit yeah. and just like slam my head on the desk and be like, "Okay, we're not reading this." Because I mean, I'm that's not, fair. I can't. Yeah, that's totally so fair. I was like, I have other things to do, and I also just don't want to know. So it's it's there. It's literally there. You can read it. I, I feel like that's also the way that Alistair Crowley approached it. Is he read it a little bit and then just banged his face on the table and was like, "Ah, good enough. I got it." <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. All right. So, so that's that's the end. That's the end. So, okay. obviously, Alistair Crowley did not finish the ritual. <laughs> he never made I, it. <laughs> I, do, I, I do not know at what point he stopped. Uh huh. However, right. he did obviously did not get to the point of summoning right uh, or getting 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 his guardian angel right. Um, but however, it it kind of might seem like he still tried to summon the demons because he got impatient. Yeah, I mean. Probably got impatient and then just sort of was like, eh, this is good enough. And then tried. So along with the ritual, Mm. right, he apparently made talismans and offered sacrifices of animals to Satan. Mm. And this included cats, goats, and sheep. 
He did some disgusting things that I'm not going to repeat to some old graves. If you want to ask me later, I, I can tell you what those. Yeah, maybe. I don't yeah. know. No, you know. Well, you told me about the pepperoni nipples. I mean, that's is, true. I did. That's so rude. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he did some stuff to some graves as a, apparently a sacrifice, and he's a, he's a fucked up human being. Yeah. Locals claimed, here you go, this one's for you. Locals claimed that Alistair would throw sacrifice cheap every Sunday morning into Loch Ness for Nessie, the Aww, Loch Ness monster. That's like really fucked up, but kind of nice, I guess. <laughs> he <sighs> apparently referred to Nessie as his personal pet. She is not a thing to be owned, you fuck. <laughs> she she is her own beautiful, majestic creature that doesn't need no piece of boop. She's fine. Okay. I, tell me tell me how you really feel. Yeah, she's pretty cool. She's pretty legit. Okay. Well there there's your there's your bit. Thanks. I appreciate it. Okay. So Alistair quotes his time during the house and the effects on the rich the effects of the ritual, which he which he says, and I quote, The demons and evil forces have congregated around me so thickly that they were shutting off the light. It was a comforting situation. There could be no more doubt of the efficiency of the operation. And as I said, the ritual was called the operation in the book. It was a comforting... Yes. What? In the beginning. And then later towards the end, he's like, oh, God, this is getting pretty bad. Later, later he admitted it was getting out of control. No, anybody that's like, oh, all the light's gone from my, from my eyeballs. Great. No. It's not a phase, Mom. No. I mean, apparently it was because he decided it was a bad thing. But yeah, what a what a doofus. Yeah, this guy's uh, a total penis. The locals also claimed that his black magic bullshit also seeped from the house, affecting a lot more people. And Alistair just reveled in this. He absolutely loved it that it was affecting the locals. <sighs> Alistair Here's where things get kind of weird in the house. Okay. Additional things that get weird. Alistair also bragged that his help at the house had gotten drunk after 20 years of abstinence and tried to kill his own wife and child. No! Or multiple children. Yeah. Sir? Another, another keeper's two children tragically died in the house. His daughter mysteriously died suddenly at her school desk. Jeez! Just found dead. And the other... 15-month-old son had convulsions and passed away in his mother's arms. So at what point do you realize, I fucked up? Yeah. Like, how... how mm -hmm. Depending on who you ask, either Alistair started to have financial issues and had to sell the home, abandon abandoning the ritual altogether, or Mathers summoned Alistair and still abandoning the ritual altogether. He had... And you know, he didn't spell goodbye on the Ouija board. Oh, absolutely. Did not close anything that he Ooh. opened. Absolutely nothing. That is legitimately so shitty. Like, I can just imagine him in my mind's eye when, you know, other people are complaining, hey, your stupid bullshit is coming to my house. Like, I can guarantee, like, I could see him in my mind just being like, ha, all your petunias are dead. Ha <laughs> ha. And like laughing. But... <laughs> I don't know why that's the the image that I have of him is just like sitting on the on the front porch with a cup of tea, like laughing because his neighbor's plants are dying. But hmm, people are dying in your house, and you're still like, oh, this ritual is a great idea. Let's just keep it up. I just, Let's I just keep going. Mm, it's, it's working. Fine. It's working clearly. Ooh. Okay. So he, so he just. I guess sells the house, leaves the house. I have no idea. So the house passes along to sev several other owners mm -hmm. for the next couple of decades. Uh, one notable owner, Major Edward Grant, shot and killed himself in 1965 in Baby. the bedroom where Alistair 
100% held some satanic sex rituals. Buddy. Yep. Another couple bought the house and their marriage very abruptly ended. That's so sad. Yes. Yeah, so other people kind of went through the house. One couple went in and they said they had absolutely nothing that happened in the house. They didn't want to hear anything about it being uh, like cursed mm. or haunted or anything like that. They didn't say anything. Another Dutch couple bought it, but they were... were they remained anonymous, and then they didn't report anything after they left. Oh, well. <sighs> the next famous person, which is the, another big event mm. that happened around this house, is that it was also owned by Jimmy Page. Ooh. The guitarist for Led Zeppelin. Oh, hell yeah. He bought it in 1971. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Oh, no, Mr. Page. And and a lot of shit went down. Also, fun fact, that's my dad's favorite. Uh, band. Nice. Nice. Yeah, so everyone everyone is going to get quizzed on that later. So, okay. So fun fact that I probably should have included in episode 26 and did not. So we're going to talk about it here. Several bands in 19, in the 1970s and 80s were obsessed or influenced with Aleister Crowley. Oh. Notably being Ozzy Osbourne wrote the song Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Iron Maiden wrote the song Moonchild, which was after a fictional book Aleister wrote. Okay. David Bowie wrote the song Quicksand, which is a tribute to Crowley. Ooh. Marilyn Manson wrote Misery Machine. Yeah, he did. Which is another, yes, which is a tribute to Crowley and his religion, Thalamia. Huh. Thelema. Thalema. That sure. is his religion. Okay. The Beatles featured Alistair on the cover of Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts <gasps> Band Club. That's one of my favorite albums, and I didn't realize he was on the front. Yep, he is top row to the left. Okay, I'm gonna go look at that when we're done. You have to go. Yeah, you have to Google it. Probably listen um, to the album. <laughs> Led Zeppelin carved onto the album Led Zeppelin Three. Uh. Crowley's catchphrases: "Do as thou wilt" on one side, uh. and and so mote it be. Yeah. Okay. So I called my father, uh-huh. and I was like. I'm about to take you on a wild ride, but it has something to do with Led Zeppelin, so just bear with me for a second. Okay. So I was like, so Jimmy Page, and he was like, bought the house of Aleister Crowley, and I was like, how did you know? And he was like, I'm a Zeppelin fan, come on. Right, and I was like, well, damn it, I thought I was going to teach you something about Led Zeppelin today. So I asked him Mm. if he had, because I know he has CDs of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. So I was like, do you have... Led Zeppelin 3. Yeah. Because I know you have CDs. And I don't remember what the CDs are. He goes, I know what you're talking about, but no. And I was like, Aw. damn it. So apparently the CDs he had were the best hits of Led Zeppelin. And it Aww. was not album one through four. Because he had four albums. So I thought it was the first four albums of Led Zeppelin. Because I was going to ask him to look on the CD to see if it had the, yeah, the phrases stuff. on there. Well, but. My, my mom has some CDs. So I'll call her tomorrow and see if she has some. We should, yeah, totally do that. Yeah. So, anyways. So, I also found out in trying to do research of which, there's many other bands yeah. that do, but I, I didn't recognize some of them. Okay. To be, to be quite which honest. Um, so. Or did you put them in? I don't remember. Oh, fine. I didn't put them in. Fine. I, I just wanted to, if, if I know it, then they're probably the popular ones that everyone will know, because if I know it, because I don't like all music. Anyways. Fair. So, I also found out that apparently Lady Gaga and Jay-Z have also used some themes for by Aleister Crowley. No. I could not figure out where in Lady Gaga's anything yeah. she's done that has allusions to Aleister Crowley. Could not figure it out. I don't know. 
But apparently she just has a lot of like demon stuff because she did do the song Judah. Oh, probably yeah. some probably somewhere in there. Uh, Jay Z yeah. wrote a song, and I did not write the song down. However, in it was it was featuring Kanye West and Rihanna. In that song, he is wearing a hoodie that says "Do as thou wilt." Oh, and so. yeah, I think it's probably in the Judas song. I think you're right. Probably, yeah, probably. Hmm. So, so here we go. Led Zeppelin's producer and guitarist Jimmy Page bought the house because Aleister Crowley lived there. Also, Aleister, so so. Jimmy Page really loved the occult, was a satanic worshiper. Oh. Um, but he didn't push that agenda on anybody. He was just like, I believe it. And anybody else wants to pursue that, that is on them to do. He's like, I'm not here forcing anybody to do that. Rock on. So, yeah, he liked the occult. It was kind of coincidental that it was Aleister Crowley's house. He also liked to purchase and live in houses that were secluded and also waterfront. I mean, that's that's fair. And that fits all of those. So. Yes. so it was just kind of it was just kind of like a win-win-win for him so yeah. that's why he bought it nice and also because it's you know fucking jimmy page so page said that the whole place felt strange and long before crowley had anything to do with it Ooh. page didn't live in the house much for obvious reasons it was like you know a weekend home kind of thing yeah so he asked his longtime bff malcolm dent to live in the home okay so what did, what happened dent, to mr dent weirdly enough dent lived in the home met his wife, married, had children, and they absolutely loved living there for the 20 years that they were there. Oh, well, that's kind of nice. That's a But good that didn't story. come without bullshit. That absolutely did not come without bullshit. Uh, this stuff went on in the house, and they were like, oh, okay, and just uh, okay. ignored it. However, Dent would let the cats out at night because he always heard them rolling around in the hallway. So I think Paige asked him why he would let, let the cats out at night, and to which Dent replied, they're constantly just doing bullshit in the hallway and it's super loud and he said rolling in the hallway after doing some research and a debunking somehow page and dent came to the conclusion that it was not the cats but in fact one of the first residents had been executed in the house and it was his head rolling and that's what they were hearing at night as soon as you said the cats rolling around the hair on the back of my neck stood up so i was like this is not gonna be good (laughs) whatever's coming I don't know how they came to that conclusion or if they found records of, like, exactly where this person was executed, but that's what they said. Well, I mean, there's also a very large difference between an eight-pound... Like, I know the average head and the average cat weigh around the same, but I can't imagine the sound of a head rolling down a hallway would be that similar to that of a cat rolling. Like, I feel like there would be two incredibly distinct sounds. Well, it's one of those things. If you have a cat, you hear a strange noise. It's the cat every time. It's not a ghost. It's it's the cat. We're just going to blame every single noise on the cat. All right. All right. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Because I'm not going to. My first thought is not. Oh, that sounds like a head rolling down a hallway. No, no. Although <laughs> if it was repetitive enough and it happened often enough, I definitely would be like, what the fuck is that sound? And I would just keep like, okay, every time it happens, what does that sound like? What does that sound like? Until I realized. Well, what did you have realized that it was a head Probably not. Down? No, because Probably I don't not, know what no. a fucking head sounds like. <laughs> I'm so glad that we got to this conclusion. <gasps> okay. So Dent apparently explained in an interview what it was like living in the house and the curious happenings that went on. Okay. He, he said that doors would slam at all hours of the night. Nice. Carpets and rugs would be pushed and piled up in the rooms. That's weird. That's a, that's a weird one. 
uh, doors throughout the house would commonly, they said it was a common instance, would very swiftly swing open as if somebody was running through these doors. Uh-huh. And it would, like, start at the back door, go through all of the doors in the house, and then, like, out the front door. Oh, so it was literally like somebody was running through the house opening all the doors. It wasn't just, like, Correct. a door. Nope. They, they it described it that it was, like, multiple doors that would open. I hate that more than anything else you've ever said. Yep. Also, uh, Aleister Crowley had a chair. Like, he he had a chair, and it would constantly move by itself. Of course it did. So the family uh, didn't, they just said it was Alistair doing his thing. Like, they literally were just like, oh, we're going to normalize it. And they just kept living there for 20 years. Lived there the full time. Well, I mean, one way to, like, make it is to normalize it, I suppose. I guess. And not, like, also, if you don't make a big deal about it, it's not going to escalate. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Scare me? You're fucking opening doors. What? Like, meh. And that's when you get slapped in the face. Okay. So due to Jimmy's Jimmy Page's ownership of the house and slight obsession with Aleister Crowley, because, you know, it, their stuff influenced their songwriting, right? right? It, it may have also caused the band to become cursed. Oh, that's cool. There's, there's rumor that the band, like, tried to go along with the ritual mm. that Aleister started. Oh. But I... Never, I never found that anywhere. And I think that was like a tabloid, like, catch thing to, like... I mean, that's... I don't think that actually happened because I never found... That's a really good way to get some publicity, but also yes. maybe some attention from some not good things. Exactly. So I did put in my notes, but however, I did not read it. I got enough information from another website that I also sorted. Mm. There is a book called The Led Zeppelin Curse, Jimmy Page and the Haunted Bulliskin House. And you can buy it on Amazon. I put a link to it. And you can read all about it. It got really, really good reviews. And I will probably buy it and send it to my dad. Oh, hell yeah. And just tell him to read oh, it. Oh, he's going to be so happy. He's actually, yeah. I don't think he knows about the curse. So we'll, we'll find out what, you know. That's a good birthday present or Christmas or whatever. I think it's pretty cool. That's a good yeah. idea. I'm probably going to do Father's Day because I'm really angsty and I want him to read it fast. <laughs> so legend has it how this curse came to be. Paige ran into another Crowley fan. Mm by the name of Kenneth Anger. Mm. In episode 36, we're going to backtrack for a second. Yeah. I talked about the Abbey of Thelema. Damn it. Thelema. Thelema? Yeah. It gets worse every time. That's fun. In Italy. R- the Abbey in Italy, yeah. right? Where they went, the, the, like, the two people died. Yes. And the cats and then, okay. Yeah. All right. I mentioned that there was an attempt to restore it, right? Yeah. Okay. This was the fellow who tried to restore it. Oh, shit. It was Kenneth Anger. Okay. Okay. So Kenneth Anger and Jimmy Page ran into each other at an auction where they were both bidding on Crowley's manuscript. Of course they were. But however, Jimmy Page fucking won. He's got way more Well, of money. course, it's Jimmy Page. Anger was a filmmaker mm. and was making a short film called Lucifer Rising and asked Page if he could write a 40-minute guitar piece. Oh, hell yeah. To go, to go with the thing. Just oh, kind of like, yeah. Hey, like, yeah. Uh, Page agreed. He was like, yeah, absolutely. However... Page only produced a 20-minute piece, and that really enraged Anger. Or you can say angered Anger, but here we are. Um, That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That was really good, actually. I, I wrote that in my notes. I'm so proud. So, <laughs> Look at you. So what what pissed him off, because like obviously you get Jimmy Page as a guitarist to write you 20 minutes, you should be thankful. However, it made Anger mad because... He needed 40 minutes because that was the entire length of the short film, and he needed an intro, climax, and then conclusion with the song mm. to go along 
with the short film. So he was right. like, what the fuck? Like, I can't play the song twice. Mm. I need a, I need the music to fit in with the story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So with that, Anger also accused Paige of being a cheap miser, saying yeah, that Paige, pa- Paige was cheap because he didn't pay for a lunch one time that they went out to. And when Anger was over at Paige's house, they didn't offer him any food or beverage, even though they had multiple, quote unquote, like servants helps people there. Oh, maybe he just didn't like him. I don't know. Or yeah, maybe a little. I don't know. I don't know. So Anger also said that he was always high on heroin. Oh. And that that page was also a druggie. So getting him to like agree to anything and like actually sticking with it was really hard. So he was like, he's just a druggie and he can never hold up to his word. Anyways. Well. Anger also called Paige's girlfriend a horrible vampire girl because she kicked him out of the Bulliskin house. Oh, that's rude. That's fucking rude. That's rude as shit. So using his primitive occultist skills, Anger cursed Jimmy Page with the curse of Midas, <sighs> saying if they were to be greedy, they would get an illness. This, in theory, attributed to some bad luck happening to the band like a series of misfortunate events that happened to robert plant the singer and lyricist for the band and john bonham Mm. the drummer who died from alcohol poisoning in 1980 that wow yep wow what an asshole the 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 book goes into more detail uh, from my understanding about like Mm. what actually happened what they think because of the curse yeah good lord no, that's not okay. You don't get to, like, curse people because you have, like, a stick up your booty. Like, yeah. not, that's not okay. It's not all right. Yeah, and apparently, and apparently Paige also, like, set him up in the basement of the Bullskin house yeah. and, like, gave him some equipment and he was still being like this. So it's like, eh, no, it's okay, everyone. You don't curse somebody over that. No, that's not, you say, it's not cool. Mm, maybe I just don't want to hang out with them ever again. Maybe I want to sell this 20 minutes of music and, you know, hire somebody else that can give me 40. Oh, apparently it was really good. Like, apparently it's like, you know, Satan. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's, it's, it's him. It's, it's, fuck, it's, it's fucking Jimmy Page. You're right. So, so Jimmy Page ended up selling the house because it was just, you know, time. Trouble. The house was sold to private ownership and wasn't just receiving any more spotlight. Not a big deal. Nothing happened. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. However, 2015, the house caught on fire <gasps> and suffered a lot of damages. Oh, no. Nobody was in the, nobody was in the house. Nobody okay, died. No, nothing died. So no, like, pets or animals, whatever. Most of the roof and the innards of the house were destroyed. Oh. And three years after the first fire, mm. that first fire, uh, it was deemed an accident, probably due to overheating, but the cause and origins is unknown. Oh. So they don't know if it was mysterious supernatural happenings that the house caught on fire, right. but they actually just deemed it as unknown and the oh. house caught on fire. And again, in July of 2019, a second fire... Completely destroyed the home, except oh, for, no. like, the the stone walls. Yeah. And, and some of the flooring. Oh, man. Just took, it, took the rest of it out. That one was, the cops believed that it was a cultist that started the fire as an arson. What a dick. Yep. Like, that's just shitty. They're, I don't know if the house was abandoned at that point. So, it 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 was for sale. Yeah. And nobody would buy it for obvious reasons. Right. The house caught on fire. And, like... Somebody who owned it was like, well, unless someone's got a shit ton of money that they want to sink into this bitch, it's not coming back. Like, right. it's pretty much gone. Well. So, however, hmm. uh, UK, I don't know what, like, the parliament, what, what department of UK, right, deemed the house as a category 
B historical site. Yeah. So it was like a cultural importance heritage to yeah. Britain, UK, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the house is now owned by the Bolskin House Foundation, which is bolskinhouse.org. Mm-hmm. That's their website. And they are attempting to restore the house and gardens and open the house to the public. That's really nice. <laughs> I like that. Because yeah. if I saw it, I went in like 2008. So like it would have been standing. Yeah. So hmm, I'm going to have to go through my pictures and see if like I took a picture. Because like we were in a boat with the guy that like took the Loch Ness Monster picture. So like <gasps> I'll tell you about that sometime. But like we... Uh. Went all around the lake and, like, talked, and I don't know. I probably saw it. He probably would have pointed it out and been like, oh, yeah, that's the occultist <coughs> house, and then Jimmy Page also lived there. That should have happened. Maybe, but I also was, like, 16, so. Oh, you're, okay. Your attention span was even worse. But, yeah. Okay. Wild. That's the Boleskine house. Nice. Thanks for finding out about the ritual for me, even if it freaked me out. That, that's all for you. I, just I to know appreciate that. We it. Some, we, we can read it sometime. Oh, uh, yeah. Please. If you want. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You were like, you didn't want to read it a second ago. Well, I mean, I do because like I want to know, you know, (laughs) but like I don't want to do it. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely the fuck not. So like if if the Evil Dead movies taught me anything, it's don't read anything out loud and we'll be good. That's a good one. Yeah. No, that's like that's that's wise wisdoms to live by. Yeah. Just don't don't read it out loud. You'll be fine. Yeah. Just, yeah, and then don't touch anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely don't touch anything. Um, so that's that's my um, Avenge arc. Redemption arc. Redemption arc. Yeah, I got I you. Know. Every time I get in front of this mic, I'm like, yeah, words. Ha, 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 how uh, words? So that's 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 the end of my redemption arc of I, I fucked up. Well, you did great. So here. I'm Thanks. glad that we're here. I'm glad that we did this. This was a lot of fun. Learning. Yep. Learning was good. We're learning together. Yay. Ha, ha, ha. Good stuff. All right, beautiful. So we'll go back to our regular scheduled stuff. Yeah. All right, it's been great. Are we done? Are we good? Yeah, I think so. I think we're done. We're okay. good. So if you want to check us out, be sure to visit our website at www.hauntherabellyknowherg.com. And if you could, please also be sure to submit your ghost stories to us. We are always we are always looking for that. So you can head over to the contact page. Yes. And submit your stories. You can also visit our merch at store.hauntherabellyknowherg.com. Beautiful. And you can also check us out on our social medias yes. at. Uh, Instagram and Twitter. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. H H I B K H podcast. And if you go on Instagram, you're gonna get me. And if you go on Twitter, you're gonna get Zoe. She hasn't been on there in a minute because finals. But But I'm back. Everything's going well. By the time this comes out, I will have had a a while of like consistently being there. So, um, are we done? I I I think so. I'm trying to think if there's anything else we have to say. I don't. I don't think so. I I think that's all. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Are we are we closing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Cool. Haunt her. I barely know her. Or that one dude named Fred. That was weak. That was weak. That's fine. It is what it is. 